The year is 1995. Antonio Guerrero is sitting in the living room of his Miami, Florida apartment. Radio static fills the air as he turns the volume up on his Sony handheld radio. With him are four other men, Gerardo Hernandez, Ramon Labanino, as well as Fernando and Rene Gonzalez. The five men listen intently as a woman's voice cuts through the static. These five men, who would go on to be known as the Cuban Five, had just picked up a broadcast from VO2, also known as Atencion, a number station broadcasting from Havana, Cuba. Atencion would go on to be mentioned in the 1998 court case of the Cuban Five. At the trial, FBI agents testified a computer decryption program as well as other documents related to the Atencion broadcast, had been obtained in a search of one spy's apartment. Although the Atencion broadcast is only one of a few publicly mentioned number stations by the United States government, it is not the only or even most notable number station. You're listening to Strange Broadcast. The first number stations can be traced back to the British Army during World War I. These early stations transmitted unencrypted Morse code to and from Central Europe. In the coming years, number stations would see a rise in popularity as superpowers fought over supremacy and the veil of the Cold War fell. Stations with nicknames like the Buzzer, Lincolnshire Poacher, and Bulgarian Betty would begin to be documented by amateur radio enthusiasts. Some of these stations interfered with local broadcasts and affected airplane communications. The Russian Woodpecker was one such station. The station was active from 1976 to 1989, being picked up by radios, phone systems, and other equipment around the world. The majority of number stations can be classified in three categories, numbers, voice, and noise. These stations send out broadcasts on tight schedules, some broadcasting 24 hours a day. Although all number stations are unique in some way, most use a standard format. At the beginning of a broadcast, a musical tune or group of tones is used as a header, letting the listener know a message is to come. Swedish Rhapsody may be the most famous station using a melody as a header. Other stations, like Yosemite Sam, use a voice at the beginning of the message. After a brief introduction, a string of numbers is read out, usually in a female or child's voice.
These messages are most likely pre-recorded, but it's speculated that some stations broadcast using an open microphone. In this example from Russian station UVB-76, you can overhear a conversation in the background. In the case of noise or Morse broadcast, after the header, the message is sent out in Morse code or a group of tones known as a data burst. These messages can last up to 45 minutes. At the end of most broadcasts, the header is repeated or a sign-off word is used. Although number stations are well documented, very little is actually known about them. The idea that number stations were related to shadowy intelligence agencies sending out messages to spy networks around the globe wasn't just pulled out of thin air. For a long time, it was just based on assumptions, with the resources needed to broadcast being out of reach for most non-government organizations and no station ever being legally registered to transmit. It was fair to think that these broadcasts were more than suspicious. Number station broadcasts were also jammed in some parts of Eastern Europe, with a stronger broadcast being transmitted on the same frequency by local governments, hoping to obscure the number station message. In 1993, a group of radio enthusiasts would join together to create Enigma, an organization dedicated to identifying, naming, and logging number stations. Through a newsletter, Enigma would document stations, leaving us with a detailed record today. In 1998, the Daily Telegraph, a UK newspaper, would publish Counting Spies, an article about number stations. In the article, a representative from the British Department of Trade the agency overseeing radio broadcasts at the time is quoted saying, These number stations are what you suppose they are. People shouldn't be mystified by them. They are, shall we say, not for public consumption. In the morning of October 18, 2012, German police raided the home of Hedrin Anschlag. Anschlag was found in front of her radio, preparing to receive a transmission from a number station known as XPA, a station believed to be operated by the SVR, a Russian intelligence agency. It was reported Anschlag would receive messages from Moscow every Tuesday and Thursday morning. After Anschlag's arrest, there would not be another broadcast in the morning hours on XPA. Information on number stations has also been released by government organizations like the Swedish Secret Service and the National Archives of Latvia, proving that these strange broadcasts have indeed been used to communicate with spies deep undercover. With the advance in technologies, it's hard to believe that such a basic communication technique would still be used, but these broadcasts can be extremely secure. It is generally believed that number stations use what's known as a one-time pad. A one-time pad works by assigning a number to a letter. This number-letter combination is then used only once and discarded. The randomness of these one-time pad encryptions make them impossible to decipher. 
Number stations also have the advantage of being easy to use, the intended recipient only needing an inexpensive radio to pick up a message. As of 2021, there are many countries still actively using number stations. Hey people of Earth, thanks for tuning in to Strange Broadcast. For the rest of the episode, I'm going to play you some longer audio samples from active number stations and share what I learned about them while doing research for this episode. V15, known as the Pyongyang Broadcasting Station, is a broadcast coming out of Pyongyang, North Korea. First being documented on June 23, 2016, the contents of the broadcast are presented as a list of assignments for university students. V15 broadcast took place consistently every week until June 27, 2019. Since then, the station has only broadcasted four times. Once on September 19, 2019, November 9, 2019, March 7, 2020, and March 12, 2020. 59페이지 8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지8페이지
线第一号，一份电报，四十二，这是现在我们开始播报，请三九零一三位注意，准备超收。在这时间里，有五五四九三位，七月份第一号，一份电报，四十二。这次现在我们开始播报，请第五、四、九三位注意，准备超收。VO7, nicknamed the Spanish Lady, historically has been broadcasted from the far east side of Russia, a perfect location for its signal to reach into the Americas as opposed to continental Europe. The station has made daily broadcasts on varying schedules since it was first recorded in 1995. In September 2021, the station was picked up broadcasting into Europe from a location tied to Russian intelligence on the outskirts of Moscow. This station is one of several originating from Russia, but in a foreign language. This would indicate Russian intelligence running local agents that do not speak Russian.
E11 is broadcast from Warsaw, Poland, and is one of the oldest number stations still active. It is believed to be operated by the Polish Foreign Intelligence Agency, or AW. Beginning broadcasts in the late 1970s, the station would undergo several changes to its broadcast format over the years. Most notably, experimenting with different modem tones starting in the late 2000s. Voice broadcasts from E11 have been on the decline since 2018, but the station is still reported as being active with several broadcasts monthly. Thank you for listening to Strange Broadcast. Until next time, keep on keeping on.